Okay, so let's finish off our base of the sugya of MS for Shekeh, one of the sugyas in Benadam Mechaveri. Very important sugya, very important chayde, because after all, the way we speak often reflects the relationship we have. As we mentioned at the beginning, the greater relationship you have with someone, the more amount of truth it requires. Because a real relationship is based on truth. The relationship you have with the Rabbani Shalolam should be a relationship based on MS. The relationship you have with your parents, with your roommates, with the Chavusas, with your Rebbeim, with your friends, with your workmates, with your boss, should all be based on MS. The moment you start veering off the Shekeh, it starts making problems, and it does generally cause a problem in the relationship. So that is why this is doing here in the sugya of Ben Adam because after all, you cannot have a Ben Adam without MS. So yesterday, we went through some examples. I want to discuss today a few more examples, just to mention a couple of ideas. Rabbeinu Yoyna, the Rabbeinu Yoyna brings in Shari Tshuva, he brings nine categories of lying, According to severity, I'm not going to go through them now, but just to note down in the Shari Tshuva, Rabbi Yonah brings nine categories of different types of people of lying. That's how many categories of people could be lying as well. Now, I want to mention to you as well a very interesting thing. The Gemara in Shabbos tells us that when a person comes to Shemaim, after 120 years of living in this world and trying to become the best person that he can become, the Rabbi Shem asks, or the, whatever it is, the based in Shemala asks a bunch of questions to you. One of the questions is, were you trustworthy, were you honest in business? Now, there are different ways of, um, I guess, you know, translating that or understanding that. But in a basic, simple level, on a surface level, I think we could say that if a person is not trustworthy in business, he lies, he fakes documents, he does all sorts of shkarim. So that's the, one of the very first questions they're going to ask you when you get to Shomayim. Now that's scary, that the very first question, or within the first few questions they're going to ask you, is going to be that question. And you're going to say, ah, well, there was an insurance situation I once had to lie for, or when my kid went to a... This, by the way, is a big problem, by the way, you know. When you go and take your family to a theme park, and you tell the, the youngest child, you're under three. She's like, no, I'm not. I just had my third birthday, right? Kids are very into their birthdays, right? No, no, just tell them you're under three. This way you don't have to pay, right? So you get that. I don't understand why someone would risk being mechanach that child in a sheker way for the sake of, what is it, $10, $20? Seriously? I'm not saying for a thousand dollars you should do it either, but I'm just saying you're talking about ten, twenty dollars to walk into a theme park, but you're going to train your child to say sheker to save a few dollars. What are you training that child? To train that child sheker. And then you're going to wonder, in 20 years down the line, you're going to come to a chinuch expert and say, what's with my child? They're doing all sorts, they're lying to me, they're not telling me the truth. Little do you know that when you were younger, when your kids were younger as well, you trained them, you're the one that trained them by telling them, yeah, yeah, just tell me on the age. You didn't even realize that you're doing mechanuch a child. Right? It's, it's something to think about. You guys are not married yet, you're not having kids yet, but it's going to happen. Think about it. You're being mechanuch a child. How? We spoke about this in the beginning, right? With the mezuzah. We don't, we don't, we don't mechanach our children with sheker, with something that's fake, something that's not real. Mechanach with MS. So I'll upon him to know that one of the very first questions they're going to ask you in Shomayim is going to be, were you trustworthy? Were you MS? Did you lie? That's a very, very, very big statement. It's a very, very important for a person to realize as well. You have to know as well that David Shalom brings from the early Yisharim, he brings, he quotes many Sfarim that said, Lemaisa, let's think about it, you know, it's very hard to constantly speak MS. It's hard. It's hard always to be an ish MS, to always speak the MS, never to say a shaket. It's taka hard. And sometimes we slip up, which is fine. We're allowed to slip up in life. There's nothing wrong. 
Sheva Yipol Tzadik Vakom. Right? A tzadik sometimes falls, but he gets up. But the chizik is not that he gets up, the chizik is that he falls. Everyone falls. It's okay to fall. But it's okay sometimes to mess up. To realize over here, at least, that we're trying to machazik ourselves. However, when the Rabbanishim sees that you're trying, that you're trying to speak MS, that's a very chashavazak that a person has to do. And other, I'll give you another example with kids, just by the way. And people promise their children things. Oh, if you do this, I'll give you a candy, I'll buy you an ice cream, or whatever it may be, a small little thing. And then you don't do it. Again, that's stealing, by the way. That could be a sign of stealing. And also, and you're lying, and you're teaching your child that you don't have to fulfill your words, which is a terrible thing. Which is why a person has to realize that we're dealing with various situations. Now, I want to discuss now a few nyanim of Shidochim. Shidduchim are, are, are a very, very sensitive issue when it comes to lying and saying the truth. I'm not going to give you now the guidelines of yet what to say and what not to say. Uh, a bachel called me up yesterday afternoon, actually. This was a different one. Um, about how much to, to reveal on a shidduch to his future color. I mean, they're not engaged yet, but he wanted to know, like, how much do I have to tell her about my past? Right? That, that was, and, and, you know, do I have to lie? What if she says to me, did you do this when you were younger? Like, is he allowed to lie? Maybe she's going to call off the shidduch. You know, so those are, those are separate questions. Those are more sensitive. And maybe we'll give a share, like, just on that. Maybe we have to talk about shidduchim. We'll talk about marriage. Shalom bayis. got a lot to talk about. After Pesach, Mitzvah Shem, we're going to start talking a little bit about these in Yonim. Not that it's negate to anyone. Well, you never know. Hmm? Soon. Okay. Mitzvah Shem. Somebody calls you up. Now, this is Nagaya because guys put their friends on their resumes. I'm not such a fan of it, by the way. I'll tell you why. Because is any guy over here, when he gets called up by a potential, you know, father of a, of a girl for one of his good roommates, one of his good friends, he's going to say, is it stupid? No, he was a really bad guy. He never woke up a shachos. The guy gets angry all the time. He gets drunk. He's, te- he's a terrible guy, actually. Which guy? I want to, no one's going to do that, right? No, it's your good friend. You're not going to do that, right? You're not going to do that. So what's the point in calling friends at the end of the day? What's, what's the point, you know? Okay. No, but they do call friends, and, and I hear it sometimes. You want to know from the friends, like the friends know really what went on over there, and all these sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and by the way, I'll just tell you, random questions in Shadokham are the worst. When people call me up and they say, could you tell me, like, where he's holding in Yiddishkeit? I don't know what that means. Is he, is he a from boy? I don't know what that means. I don't know how... It's like when people call me up the whole time. Is this actual, like, good? Like, what do I do now, right? Can I go to, can I go to this restaurant, right? So I always say, I don't know what you eat. I don't... I, you, oh, one second. You only eat badats. Well, then it's not badats. And you only eat rabbanot you know, hurt Salia, so then maybe you have not, I have no idea. How can you call me and say, this is actually good? I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're... If I know you, I know where you're holding, I'll tell you. I'll tell you where you can and cannot eat. But a random person calls me and says, can I eat this Hachshur? So like, what am I meant to say? Seriously, what am I meant to say? You understand? It's good, no? Okay, fine. Um, I'll go upon him. It's definitely not a dude saying that. <laughs> oh, uh, we to, should we cut that out? No, we'll leave it in. Fine. Akaponim, you can't, seriously, you, you can't ask random questions. Because, what does that mean? You're going to give me specific questions, okay? Give me specific questions. I told you yesterday, very important one. Does this boy have a Rebbe? Very important question that the, that the girls want to know. Not only the girls, the parents, and the girls more importantly, they want to know does he have a Rebbe? Does he have someone that he could talk to? But we spoke about yesterday. I want to go to Shadokham over here. Right? For example, your age. I had a guy who was, if I remember correctly, he was 32, 33, whatever it was. Unfortunately, not married. And he wanted to know, could he lie with his age? Right? Is he allowed to lie with his age? 
Now, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's going to say he's 22 years old and show up with his big white beard and be like, what? Is your son here? You know, it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like that. I mean, he's, he's, he's 20, let's say he's 33, but he's in his 32nd year. Is he allowed to like just... What you know, that, that what a terrible way to start a marriage, to start a relationship. I agree with you. The master of Shomer Zalman says you're not allowed to lie in such a situation anyway. That's, that's a double portion of Admoit, right? That's okay. Um, now, <laughs> you have to be very, very careful when it comes to Shidduchim not to say things that are exaggerated. And that's a very important thing. When you're answering a call of Shaduchim, we spoke about it by Hespedim also. People wouldn't, we said about this right at the beginning, people wouldn't say Hespedim about other people. Why? Because they were worried about exaggerating or lying, which is terrible for the nifta. Now we're talking about Shaduchim. You have to be very careful not to exaggerate. Right? For example, somebody asks you a question, like, is he loud? Oh, he's really loud. He's not such a loud guy, but you just say, you know, the rest of the way guys talk. You've got to be very careful because they can take it in a very negative way. Right? You've got to be very, very careful that you should, of course, you should not lie. And when you yourselves are going on a shidduch, obviously you want to open it for MS, right? So, for example, this guy asked me, when do I have to tell the girl, like, certain things I did when I was younger that I don't do anymore, I'm good. So, that's the, by the way, that's the issue. The, the ghetto is like this. This is not really, a, I don't know, if we shouldn't really discuss this now. It's not like a, a shidduch class right now, but just to give you an example. Mm-hmm. Things that are gayer now, you have to mention. For example, let's say guys are on medication. But you have to kind of mention that. It's not fair not to mention that. Now, if it's a life-threatening thing, maybe you have to mention it before you even go out. But if it's, let's say, for example, I had a guy yesterday. It's not the same guy. <laughs> this is the guy. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> busy. Yesterday was busy. Um, so this guy was, was, on, was on pills for, like, mild anxiety. No, not the great, mild anxiety. So he asked me, when should he say? I said, listen, you have to say. But you don't have to say on date number one or date number two. Why? There's no point in knowing. When you see it's going further, let's say date number three, date number four, date number five, it's getting a bit further, things are going somewhere. Don't wait till you're about to get engaged, that's not fair, right? Then you can say, mention to her certain things. Why? Because if you say in day number one, you're not giving her opportunity to know who you are and decide whether she wants to continue or not, right? If it's a life-threatening thing, you say it from the beginning, obviously, let her decide if she wants that. But if it's a little thing and that's manageable, it's not affecting your life in a major way, yes, say it, don't hide it. But you can wait till the second, third, fourth, when, when you're a bit closer, when your things are getting a bit better. But when it comes to saying your past, again, I don't think you should lie because it's not good to develop a relationship based on lies. And you also don't want your wife to find out after, it's like, oh my gosh, if I'd have known, you don't want to do that. But you don't have to say every single thing, you don't have to say every single detail, and that's not considered to be lying. But the best, by voice, side, the best would be right now, you guys are writing the script. You guys right now are writing your script of what you're going to say by the Shadok date. Right, like we said yesterday, you're writing the script of what they're going to write on the cava about you or what they're going to say about the Hesper. It's up to you. Whatever you do is what they're going to write about you what they're going to say about you. It's up to you. Okay? Now, the uh, Shari Tshuva is an important question. What happens if, until you came to the show, you're like, oh my gosh, I, I tell a lot of lies. I, I constantly tell lies. By the way, Avera Guerreras, Avera means that one Avera causes you know, like, a, like a domino effect, thank you, of, of Averas. With lying, there's no greater example. You know how it is, you say one lie, you got yourself in, you're like, oh no, because I said that one, I'm also going to say that one, I'm also going to say that one. You know how that goes? It's always how it goes, right? There's a book called The Middle White Lie. Oh yeah? No, and it just keeps on going. Yeah, exactly. You start with one little thing and boom. Right, so lying is a perfect example of something that you could start and it's so hard to get out of and it's too late often. That's why it's so important to be sensitive to this Indian. Rabbeinu Yonah has a kasha. And he says, what happens if a person does a lot of lying? He wants to do tshuva. I want, to, I want to be a better person. I want to stop lying. 
I want to. I want to stop. I want to stop it. What should he do? So he should accept upon himself believe shalem, only to try and speak emes. Avada Belineda he's going to try his best, and if you fall, you keep on going, get up again. That's always how he goes. But to be makabel on yourself is very, very important for a person to remember to do that as well. By the way, lying does not only apply to speaking. You could lie by text. You could lie with your head. You could shake your head when it really you shouldn't be doing so. Huh? For any form of communication. Uh, very, very good. What's the gematria of Sheker? Interesting. What's the gematria of Sheker? Derech Shalom. That if you get away from Sheker, you have Derech Shalom. That's a very important thing as well. The, um, okay. Uh, okay, this is uh, something we're all familiar with, where the Gemara tells us in Ksubas, Kalanov Chasudam, famous Machrikas Bishama Bisilal, are you allowed to tell the Chasan, wow, your wife is gorgeous, when she's clearly not? Right? It's a Gemara. First Gemara. First Gemara. Baby. Oh, what do you think of my baby? I don't know. It looks like a baby. Oh, you don't see? She's got, she's got this one's ears and that one's nose and this one's eyes. No, she looks like a baby. I'm with you on that one. Anyway, so. It's okay. Say that. So the Gemara talks about the idea of being Meshabeh HaKala in front of the Chasun. Kala Nova Chasuda, right? And the Gemara is according to one Pshah, how are you allowed to lie? It's lying, it's Shekhar. She's completely not gorgeous and you're saying she is. So there's a few answers. Answer number one is, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, which means he holds she's gorgeous, so that's good enough. And number two, she's nice in her deeds. She's nice in the way that she acts and her chesed and everything is. How do you guys know that based on... Let's say she is. Let's say you say I like her face. But, but the idea the Gemara is telling us is to be mashabach something in some sense. That's a great suit, right? A guy walks into Shabbos morning with a brand new suit, and he's like, "That's a really nice suit." Now you would never buy that. You would never wear that. But you know what? He liked it. So why would you say to him, "Ooh, that's nasty"? You wouldn't do that. That's horrible, right? You say to him, "Okay." <laughs> He said to him, it's a nice suit. Make him feel good. Give him a compliment. Is it lying? No. That's what I'm bringing out to you. It's not lying. Right? It's not lying. Okay? It's not sarcasm. You say Bamas. He thinks it's a nice suit. Beautiful. No. It depends how it's done. Can be. Now, Rabbi said, let me just end. We've discussed a lot about the anonymous of lying. Yes, there are times you're allowed to lie. For example, the man Shalom, the Gemara and the that we're learning now, right, between Shalom, between Ishva Ishtoi, between Ishva Chaveroi, certain times, yes, you could lie. For Shalom Bayes, for example, there is sometimes, I, I'll give you an example, a guy once calls me up with a shal, I've told you this before, a guy calls me up with a shal, he's whispering. That's quite unusual. A guy's whispering, like, well, you're on a plane or something, like, you don't want anyone to know you're on the phone. What's the problem? So, what's the shayla? And this is why he's whispering, okay? He's whispering because the following shayla came up. His wife, he just got married to a few months ago, and she's not yet such a good cook, right? That's a bit of an issue. So, he comes home from colonial work, whatever it was, and he makes sure he buys himself a half a falafel, a couple of rogaloch, a bereka. He needs to eat something. Because once he's at home, he can't go out again because he's like Shana Roshana, so he can't leave, right? So basically, um, he comes home and he buys himself something like falafel, a few barakas, whatever. One day, come, you know, one day before he comes home, he says, You know what? I'm really starving today. I'm getting a shawarma. Get a fat shawarma. So he gets a fat shawarma. Amazing. Comes home. His wife says, Yankala, I spent the whole day making the most beautiful milchik supper for you. I'm so excited to serve it to you. You ready to eat? Like, just need the bathroom. Running in the bathroom. What do I do? What do I do? Shalom bias. Like, imagine telling her this. 
Can you imagine turning away? Ah, had a shawarma before. Like, seriously? What's that going to do? So that's a real... No, so the shawarma is if he's allowed to lie. <clears throat> there was a siyam. There was, you know, uh, in Koilo. Five hours ago, I had three hours. But um, the truth is, what we what we did over there was that we did our Torah, like our Torah Sadorium, whatever. There's a famous chuva, and as our matzav, you could do like in matineda for like an hour, whatever. I'm not going into it now. Yo day Simon, everyone knows that. And therefore, yeah, whatever. It was just, it was a crazy situation, right? I, I remember once I once had an old man. An old man once called me up. Listen to this. An old man once called me up and he says to me, "Is he allowed? Does he have to wait six hours?" I said, "Then what's the shayla?" He's like, um, oh, because me and my wife share retainers. She ate meat, and then she gave me her retainers. So the point over here is that a person has to watch his speech to try and be be'emes, not talk sheker, and that is the way of shalom, the chosom of the rabbi shalom is emes, and by doing that, it trains a person to have a relationship with the rabbi shalom, which is through emes, and a relationship with other people through emes, which tomorrow will continue.